Hello and welcome back. This is once again the deputy of MovieDeputy.com bringing to you our movie recaps from this past weekend. I cannot believe that today is Tuesday, December 14th already. I mean, it's only 11 days until Christmas and only 17 more days until it's 2022. I don't know about you, but for me, 2021 has been a roller coaster, both personally and professionally. <laughs> and it's just been an adventure. But the movies have definitely kept me on my toes this year. This week, I did watch five movies. I watched Don't Look Up. National Champions, Mosley, Black Friday, and West Side Story. So I definitely got a lot more watched this week than the previous week, thank goodness. Again, my apologies for last week. I try to at least do, my goal is to try to do at least four, but it doesn't always work out that well, depending on what else is going on just with life in general. <laughs> so yeah, it's been keeping me pretty busy. Are you all ready for the holidays? I know I... Well, I am, but I'm not. <laughs> I We don't really do anything too spectacular. We've got a fairly small family. And then, of course, my family, of course. But, yeah, we just kind of all get together and just to kind of have a good time. I cook enough to feed a small army. <laughs> and then I love to make pies. Yum. I usually make two pumpkins, a cherry, and a chocolate. What are your favorite holiday pies? Let us know on social media and of course tag Movie Deputy Movie Recaps so that I can find those. I would love to be able to share some of that information that I receive on this program. I love the interaction of hearing what people that are listening to this program like to talk about or want to hear about. Just kind of things like that in general. Now you may have noticed that I did not mention the Gucci movie. Well, there is a honestly a reason for that. It's one of those stories that I will review, but I'm more than likely going to review it once it's available on digital streaming services and stuff like that. Because every person that I know that has watched this has regretted it horribly. And I usually don't let that influence me, and I'm not going to let it influence my review or my score. But it will influence whether or not I want to spend three hours at the theater with that experience. Uh, from what I understand, a lot of people have walked out of it, and there's... A, I'm going to be discussing some of the movies that I did watch that that also happened. But I'm not going to give anything away too soon with that. But we're going to go ahead and jump right in with Don't Look Up. This movie was truly as unusual as I was kind of anticipating with that. If you had a chance to listen to the upcoming movies podcast this past week, you probably heard me talk about the fact that this one looked so bad that it was going to be good. And honestly, it lived up to those expectations in more than one way. The story is about a scientist and his protege that's directly underneath of him. And she ends up finding a comet that is heading straight towards Earth. And it is a planet killer with a 99.78% chance of certainty. So they want to get the news out and try to warn everybody with as much advanced notices they can through the process of this it just ends up being a comedy of errors because they take it all the way to the president and <laughs> forgive me on that uh the president is a female president she is just she is a piece of work her name is president orlean there are a lot of references to her actually being basically hillary clinton I know you can't see me, but I'm doing the whole air quotes on that. 
But there's even a picture of Bill Clinton kissing Meryl Streep on the desk as if it was like pretending to be Hillary. And this president is such a just it's just a disaster she wants to try to hide this from people and she's telling everybody to kind of play it down and then her kid who is just this annoying <laughs> little kid named oh i say little kid he's a grown man but he acts like a five-year-old <laughs> this movie it i don't know if it was intending on being a comedy but it was definitely chuckle worthy throughout most of the movie even in the midst of this. So then the scientists are, it's Leonardo DiCaprio and it's Jennifer Lawrence. So, I mean, just, there's a ton of A-list stars. President Orlean is Meryl Streep. I mean, just, there's A-list stars throughout this thing. But they are <laughs> acting just so out of character. And like I said, it is supposed to be bad. As the president and the cabinet want to cover this up because they don't want people to panic, the scientist and his protege decide to go on to a national talk show and <laughs> he has an anxiety attack and she's like, we're all going to die. <laughs> okay, not that that's funny, but just the way that that happens and instantly becomes a meme online or meme, however you pronounce that. I know I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but the one of the lines is a spoonful of Xanax helps the medicine go down. <laughs> And that's just kind of a comedy that is in this movie. It truly is just so bad it's good. I mean, it's just cringeworthy throughout this whole story. Now, what happens? Are they able to divert this comet before it hits the planet? Is there any chance at all? Or is humanity doomed? <laughs> if it plays out anything like what you might imagine, I'm not actually going to ruin that for you. So you're going to have to check this out. But like I said, don't come expecting to see some piece like Armageddon or something like Deep Impact or along those lines because you don't get anywhere near the depth of those stories with this one. It's just, sorry, I can't even talk about this one without chuckling. But another line in the movie that just kind of gives you the feel of this is going with this is, I want to die peacefully in my sleep like my grandfather not screaming like his passengers. Now I'll give you just a second to think about that. <laughs> if you do decide to take a chance on this and watch this, there is a post-credit bonus scene that you will not want to miss out on. It's a lot of fun. It takes a lot of cheap shots at Hollywood and at politics and the whole bit. And I absolutely adore that they made a quote unquote Hillary look like an absolute lunatic. But that's like on a personal thing of mine. <sighs> but like I said, this one just, it was truly interesting in every part of its presentation. I did actually give this a six out of 10 on the deputy scale just because it truly was so bad it was good this this is almost one of those ones it's going to be a guilty pleasure it's going to be a favorite to some and it's going to be absolutely cringeworthy to others <laughs> like me i loved it if from a personal perspective from a critic perspective i had to tear into it a little bit because there's just so many things wrong with it but this the the way it plays out just more than makes up for it is it going to be for everyone? No. <laughs> is it going to offend a lot of people? I hope so. <laughs> but it's one of those ones that you're going to be talking about and thinking about for a long time. So, like I said, 
if you want to check it out, you'll probably be glad. But it's there, there's a lot of strong language and a lot of inappropriate scenes for a younger audience. Even for sensitive individuals, this might be a bit much. But if you have the, the chutzpah to go for it, this is one that you might be glad you watched. Either that or you're going to absolutely hate it. It's one of those ones that truly is going to have strong feelings either way. And don't forget, if you'd like to hear your ad in this space here, just reach out to us directly at moviedeputy.com or at moviedeputy at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Our next movie gets a bit more serious. It is the movie National Champions. Now, when I saw the previews for this, I honestly thought it was going to play out as a documentary. I thought it was something that was like actually really happening as it was dealing with actual players. So it was just, oh, it was my first instinct to just think of it as a documentary. And it ended up being like part movie, part mockumentary a little bit because this was all taking place in 2022, which, yeah, we're only a few days away from that. But at the same time in the movie, it had a little bit of ways to go before we were at that point. It really presented its story I'm just honestly kind of surprised how balanced it was. It showed that these players that were going to the national championships, it was the Cougars versus the Wolves. And these players that are getting ready to go and just have the, this one chance at stardom, fame, and possibly NFL chances, and just kind of the whole bit, they're boycotting the game because they're demanding that these players that are playing for college football be recognized as employees and not as student athletes. They had a lot of lifetime injuries and different problems that occur from the years that they have played football. They don't really have anything to fall back on, so they want some income because, I mean, they see what NFL players and people like that make, and even what the NCAA, the heads of the NCAA, and well, not even just the heads, but like all the different layers of the NCAA and the millions of dollars that just get thrown around so they're like okay we want our piece of this and at first glance it's like that seems like a fair ask but as this plays out it, you quickly realize it's not that cut and dry this is a much deeper problem because the money that would go to pay these college athletes if they were to be paid like pro college players would technically break the system and it would um, it would impact people across the board you see the money that goes into these programs doesn't just affect football it affects all these other teams and all these other sports from high school on up because of the recruiting and scholarships and things like that just kind of across the board so by doing that it yes one side is benefiting but it's crippling the rest of the possibilities for these other sports and stuff that are out there and it like I said, it really plays this out and it really balances it well. It does kind of cross a line that, that many will find offensive because it's there's a lot of infidelity and adultery happening. There's a lot of drug use happening. This is not a movie that I would recommend to all football fans, kind of like what I was recommending just off the trailer. As it plays out, it's actually a lot harder to watch because it's just... it's probably very realistic of how this happens but at the same time it's challenging the whole idea of how this has been happening for generations these college athletes they get a full ride at 
these top universities, they get the best education, they get to travel the country, and they get to do all these different things just for being good at football. Yet they want so much more. I don't know. I, w I honestly was really torn on this by the end of this movie because you could definitely feel where these players were coming from and what they were asking, but you could also realize that it's not just a simple fix. It's not just, okay, sign a contract. We're going to change how this happens. It's raw. It's deep. It's difficult to watch at times. But in that same thing, it there was something powerful about this that it, it's the start of a discussion that's going to go on for a long time now you may be wondering what i gave this on the deputy scale i did give national champions a five and a half so 5.5 on the deputy scale the system is obviously broken and it needs to be fixed but it's not going to be a simple fix it's not as simple as just sign on the dotted line and it's done this is it goes so much deeper and so much further with these outreaches than what you would initially expect. And what happens because of that? What's going to happen to their careers? What's going to happen to their lives, to their education? What's going to happen to the scholarships for all these other athletes and all these other sports that aren't football? It's a broken system that needs to be overhauled, but it's, it's not going to be an easy fix. There is a hashtag in the movie that says hashtag fix the system. And yes, it probably very much needs to be fixed and overhauled. It's not going to happen overnight. If you are a huge football fan and you're kind of familiar with how things go on behind the scenes and how everything plays out, or if you've grown up playing high school or college football, you may appreciate more of this. If you are not a ride or die football fan, this one is definitely not going to be for you. I struggle on recommending it to a wide variety of an audience. Some of the topics that they touch on are just really overly sensitive for the situation. But like I said, if you are a diehard ride or die football fan, you might like this. If not, I would definitely avoid it. Our next movie, Mosley, really is one that honestly I was really kind of having high hopes for. And I am so thankful that it lived up to everything I wanted and more. It really surprised me. I was hoping it would be cute and heartwarming and touching and kind of all of those things that you want in an animated movie, but it had so much more to it. There was so much more meaning in it that just goes beyond what, <laughs> what the story was. And it answered one of our biggest questions, a question that I addressed last Thursday in my upcoming movies podcast of what are these creatures? I've mentioned a total plethora of different ideas, but what they are is Thorophants. Now, if you've never heard that name before, don't feel bad. Neither had I before this movie. But the Thorophants were basically raised and sold to help farmers and stuff work their fields. One thing that sets them apart from other just typical farm animals is they could talk and communicate with their owners. After Simon bought Mosley, he ended up finding much more than a farm hand or farm helps or so it be as he really didn't have hands. And then as Mosley grew up, he had a young child of his own. I just love how this just all plays out. One of the things in this is it says to keep your head up and your eyes out front. Through the fields, one summer day, we'll see the uprights come, posture straight and massive hands that dwarf the size of any man's, removing yoke and chain, and bands our toil will then be done. Now, 
if that reminds you of something else, I think that this was meant to, but it didn't do so in an in-your-face way. It did so in a thoughtful way and in a meaningful way that just really reaches across different boundaries. But Mosley's son decides to go kind of adventuring. And in doing so, he comes across these cave paintings of these upright thoroughbends that walk on their hind legs and they have hands. Now, it's not that they don't have front legs (laughs) previously, but they walked on all fours and they didn't have things like fingers. Through all of this, the Bemis's Traveling Medicine Show comes and they're trying to buy Mosley's son. And they're trying to convince Simon, the one who owns Mosley and his family, to do that. And since Mosley's wife is pregnant with another Thorofent, it kind of takes you down a path that feels like it's going to be a tragedy and you get so wrapped up in it. When it changes course and you realize what's actually happening, it just leaves a warm feeling in your heart that just leaves you smiling. This one is definitely, I would say, safe for all ages. There may be a few things you might have to explain or a few questions that might need to be answered, but it is such a touching story. Now, if you're wondering what I gave Mosley on the deputy scale, I might surprise you a little bit with this one. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. This one is, it deals with a lot of grown-up issues in a very gentle way. This story tackled a delicate situation with grace and dignity in such a way that it will be remembered for many years. I definitely recommend this if you have a chance. Our next movie gives an entirely new definition to cringeworthy. The one I'm talking about is Black Friday. Anyone who's ever had to work retail on Black Friday will understand the chaos that ensues in this movie, but the chaos is not exactly what you would expect. I should preface this with saying, if you're a fan of the movie Army of Darkness, you might actually enjoy this one. Army of Darkness is a bit of a cult classic. In that narrow field of the fans of that type of movie, they are going to probably enjoy this because this is somewhat along the lines of Superstore meets Invasion of the Body Snatchers meets The Walking Dead meets The Blob with just over-the-top chaos. (laughs) What's happening here is everybody is working on Black Friday, but they can't call it Black Friday anymore because they're calling it Green Friday to be quote-unquote politically correct gag. (laughs) Not even going to try to hide my thing on that. There's a lot of really stupid jokes, gory things of just this creature thing. And you may be wondering, where does this creature came from? Well, of course, on Black Friday, how do you add more mayhem to what's happening? A meteor is coming down. And this meteor brings with it these creatures that, forgive the term, they're yucky. They're, I've, <laughs> I don't get grossed out by movies. I've never actually been, I've never even had a nightmare from a movie. And by one of my things I always say is if I laugh during a horror movie, it basically kills it. Well, this one isn't trying to be a serious horror movie. This one is trying to just be nonsense. And I will say it succeeds at the nonsense. There is a familiar face that you will see here from Army of Darkness. But this toy store is anything but fun and games on this night. How it all plays out is 
just eh. <laughs> I'm guessing you could probably gather what end of the score I'm on on this one. I did go ahead and give this just a 2.5 on the movie Deputy scale just because I mean it was just so bad you just wanted to tune out tune off turn it off Ugh, and I've never walked out of a movie so kind of proud of that I kept hoping that this one would get better and it just never did if you're just wanting nonsense and stupidity this one might be for you if you're looking for anything with substance or even any real comedy keep looking the fifth movie that I saw this week is a classic reimagined west side story now before i really get into the what did i really think about west side story i want to go ahead and let you know that after i watched this movie i went ahead and tweeted yes i still have a twitter account on my movie deputy twitter and i said that is basically 156 minutes of my life that i'm never gonna get back hashtag shame on spielberg <laughs> Now, stick with me, stick with me on this one, because that doesn't tell you everything that you need to know on this movie. West Side Story is such a classical tale. I mean, it's love and turf wars and just kind of the whole sticking to what you know. And at the same time, you got people starting anew. And it, I mean, it was a beautiful story when it was done originally. Here, the way this has been done, it's even being banned in some countries due to a couple of the characters being so current, modern day woke as a lot of people would say because there is a transgender character or gender neutral or whatever they were trying to represent in this movie and then there is just so much just political divide between the sharks and the jets and mind you there's supposed to be tension that's kind of the whole idea of the movie and the whole thing that life matters even more than love and just how it all plays out he ruined it by putting so much of modern day politics into such a classical story i saw this in the theater with the, the general public like everybody else and when i went there the theater was almost sold out when i went in and yes i do have to pay for my tickets like everybody else when i see them at the theater just in case you were wondering <laughs> But yeah, it, like I said, it was just about sold out as the story played on. Like I said, it's 156 minutes long. So it, this is a long movie, but people kept getting up and leaving. And by the end of the movie, barely half the people that came in to watch this movie were still there just because they had taken the story so far out of context. Even if you could look past all of that, I mean, it's supposed to be like a musical. The songs, the dances, the music was just... <laughs> if you could picture a middle school orchestra, middle school band playing where they're getting the notes right, but it's just all kind of playing flat and there's just not a lot of flair to the music, you don't get the whole... The whole idea of the passion in this movie just never comes through. <laughs> You just can't get into it, into the whole story. The characters in the original, it didn't feel like you were watching a movie. It felt like you were watching this happen. In this remake, it just... And there are a lot of big-name stars in here, but how this plays out is like amateur hour. <laughs> like I said, it just does not play out well at all. There's so much stuff that is just woke and... 
a phrase that's common is get woke, go broke. And I hope this movie does go broke because this is awful. If you're wondering exactly how awful, mind you, it wasn't as bad as Black Friday. So I do want to preface with that quite easily. It wasn't anywhere near as bad as Black Friday this week, but it was still pretty bad. I gave West Side Story, or let me rephrase that, I gave the 2021 West Side Story a 3 out of 10 on the deputy scale. In other words, if you really must see this, wait till it's on Redbox or on Instant Video, just a streaming service or something like that. This is one that if you spend your money on, you're likely going to regret it unless you're part of that woke crowd that you're going to this movie to see all of the whole quote-unquote wokeness. But yeah, I was... To say that I was disappointed is an understatement. If you're a fan of the original, get it out, watch it again, and try to forget that this one ever existed. I want to thank you for coming along on this interesting journey with me as we talk about these movies and the highs and lows. And we definitely had some highs and lows this week for sure. But we're approaching the end of the year. We've got some titles coming up that I'm going to be talking about on Thursday that I'm actually really excited about. And some other ones that are just ho-hum. But I have been surprised by the ho-hum titles and I've had ones that I eagerly awaited that totally let me down. So <laughs> being a critic is, it's an interesting job because everybody thinks it is the easiest job in the world. And there's actually a lot more to it than what you might think, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I created Deputy and look at her now. I am so thankful to each and every one of you. If you haven't already done so, please give us a like and subscribe. And of course, don't forget to share this content with someone who might laugh, cry, love it, hate it. I don't expect everybody to agree with me. I just want to have fun with it. I don't expect everybody to agree with me as the world would be a pretty boring place if they did. But that's kind of the fun of it. <laughs> and as always, I hope you have a wonderful day. And we will be back Thursday with our upcoming movies podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, send us a message on the Contact Us page of MovieDeputy.com or directly at MovieDeputy at gmail.com. We'll talk to you soon.